0: Sleep is recharging.
1: I've always wondered if are other easier ways to fall asleep? Because so I just lay my head down on a pillow, close my eyes in the dark, and then I just drift off eventually. Like maybe it would take me 10 minutes, then it take 10 seconds, then maybe take an hour. But I've always wondered if there were different ways to just fall asleep.
2: Sleep is a reward yeah. for studying. Study room season two. Sagged up the study. Episode three. Sleep. Hi, welcome back to Season 2 of The Study Room, where we're getting psyched up for study. First, I'll hand you off to Caitlin to give you an overview of this episode.
3: Thanks, Ashley. This week, we'll be covering the topic of sleep and how getting the right amount of sleep can help us to both live healthier lives and improve our study life. In discussing this, Dr. Alex Agostini, Research Specialist in Sleep and Health, will talk to us about how it may impact your life both negatively and positively. Silvilli will then provide us with some guidance on how we can improve our sleep habits. Finally, Cassie, Ashley, Silvilli and myself will have a quick conversation to discuss this week's topic. And after the credits, Cassie will provide us with a fun tip. But first, Ashley talked to a couple of UniSA students.
2: Thanks, Caitlin. This week, I'm joined by Jason and Sim as they reflect on the role sleep plays in their study life.
1: We as humans need sleep, so it's going to affect what we do. I know a few people that like can't sleep, they have insomnia, they can't, so they'll get fragmented sleep, and then during that fragmented sleep time they'll like, sleep, wake up, do something, sleep, wake up, do something. And it's, it's weird because I just sleep. So it affects my stay life by limiting the amount of stuff I can do, but it does mean I'm not dying and hating myself afterward. I am a very, very avid believer of the fact that sleep does definitely improve your mental health. Because if you're walking around on three hours of sleep, you're just miserable. But if you're walking around on eight, you feel fine. If you're rocking around on nine or 12, like a little bit too much, you're still like well rested and stuff.
4: Sometimes having a sleep or a day in between, looking at the coursework and doing the reading, sometimes it's good to have that night break. And it's sort of just sort of all folds in together the next day. Like I've had a chance to really incorporate it.
0: So we've heard some student perspectives on sleep. What do the experts have to say? My name is Alex Agostini. I am a research associate at the Sleep and Chronobiology Laboratory here at UniSA. Um, My area of specialisation kind of uh, varies a little bit. I do some research on health and wellbeing in children and adolescents, but I also do research in the shift workspace, looking at how different uh, work schedules can impact people's wellbeing.
2: So how does sleep affect our studying around exam time, for
0: example? When you're not getting enough sleep, it really impacts your ability to deal with things in an exam situation. We know that not getting enough sleep impacts your um, comprehension, your decision-making, and also your memory. So in order for you to um, do well on an exam, you need to be able to comprehend the questions that you're being asked. You need to be able to make decisions about what the best way to answer the question is, um, and you need to be able to remember what you've learned. So if you're not getting enough sleep around exam time, you're not going to be doing well in your exam. Um, So in order to get the best sleep, I recommend trying to be as prepared as possible for your exam. We know that most of the time, the better we're feeling about an exam, the more likely we are to be able to sleep uh, beforehand. Um, So just try to relax as much as possible. The more prepped you are, the better you'll be able to relax.
2: So if not sleeping enough near exams is that harmful for performance, how does a lack of sleep... Impact our short-term ability to study. Lack
0: of sleep can impact our ability to study in the short term because it's harder for us to pay attention. Um, if you have ever had a really bad night's sleep and then you've tried to focus on something, you know it's harder. You're going to end up probably reading the same sentence or the same paragraph in your textbook a million times, and it's not going to be um, it's not going to be taken in. You're not going to know. Um, it's also going to be harder for you to remember what you have learned. Um, And it's going to be harder for you to process that information. So it's just not gonna go in and it's definitely not gonna stay there. Sleep is really important for memory. So we know it's really great. If you do a day of study, um, you're more likely to remember what you've read or what you've learned if you can sleep. Have a good night's sleep afterwards.
2: And now we jump over to Savili to give us some helpful tips and tricks to help us sleep better and study better.
4: As you may have noticed by now, everything links back to getting sufficient sleep, which is sometimes an unknown concept for us students. We would always hear others telling us to get more sleep so that we can feel fresh. But how exactly can we do that without compromising on everything else going on in our lives? Firstly, have you noticed how much caffeine you're consuming? A study by New Jersey University found that lower sleep hours are correlated to the increased caffeine consumption among students, which in turn resulted in negative academic performance. Caffeine seems really important for our students to stay alert in order to keep up with schoolwork, but there are other ways we can do this. You can try to work in a well-lit space like a library or a cafe. Having white light is proven to increase your awareness compared to dim lighting, which could help you be more productive while working. You can also start your day off by exercising as this releases endorphins, which helps you feel well to go about your day. Conclusively, reduced caffeine intake results in greater sleep and hence equals to better academic performance. Another way to increase the amount of sleep you get is to reduce screen time, especially at night. Having our phones or devices really close to our eyes increases the light intensity and this, coupled with the random times that we use them, such as right before bedtime, increases factors that trigger changes in sleep patterns. The School of Medical Sciences in University of Jose in Brazil did a study on analysing sleep patterns affected by use of electronics. The findings suggest that the way light is projected into our retina affects the electrical signals sent to the hypothalamus in our brain which affects our biological clock. This results in an irregular sleep cycle and affects energy restoration throughout the day which makes you feel tired or awake at various timings. One way to tackle this could be to set a bedtime that you have to strictly abide to or use special apps such as Sleep Cycle which tracks sleep patterns.
2: Finally, I'm joined by the cast of The Study Room as we discuss this week's episode. So, I'm going to start off. I find I tend to be a night owl, which is beneficial for me when I don't have to wake up early. But I also realise that if I have to attend early morning lectures, my focus goes out the window.
4: How about everyone else? Yeah, with the sleep schedule. So what happens with me is I tend to wake up really early despite sleeping really late at night. And that means you have you're surviving on like four to five hours of sleep and you're kind of trying to survive through the entire day, which really impacts the way that you study and your understanding in classes as well. Um, So what I've tried recently is actually to use the dim light function on my phone to kind of make me feel sleepy because the yellow light just makes your eye kind of strain a little bit and then you start feeling tired and that helps you sleep earlier.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you stay awake for four hours. I
4: need, like, my nine hours of sleep.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I try and avoid caffeine at all costs for lots of reasons, but also because I know sleep will not come otherwise.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I hate coffee and I never drink it and I still have a horrible sleep pattern, so I have no excuse. But generally, in order to get myself to go to sleep, I will do something similar to what Sil does with the white light, I find reading a book or playing something mindless, like some kind of card game, will help me go to sleep, except when it's coming from the white light on my phone, which just keeps me up even later.
2: Oh yeah, like, if I have had only four or so hours of sleep, like, I will just feel sick the next day, like, trying to study, and it's just terrible, like, I can't
4: get anything done, so... Yeah, sleep's really important for studying. Exactly. That's why you should always get at least seven to eight hours of <laughs> sleep and then get your day started after that.
2: That's all for this week. This podcast was brought to you by UniSA. The hosts were Ashley, Caitlin, Savili, and Cassie. The student voices were Simone, Jason, and Teresa. If you're losing sleep or your sleep patterns are erratic for whatever reason that might be, it could be impacting your ability to study. If this is the case, book an appointment with a qualified counsellor at UniSA for free and confidential advice, or visit their website to see what personal wellbeing workshops they're running on campus and to access their online self-help resources. Head to UniSA's Student Support Services webpage and click on the counselling tab to learn more. Don't forget to visit the study room podcast page as well for other useful links and resources that may help your sleep. Here's a tip about sleep that you may not have heard before. If you take a shower or bath one hour or two before going to bed, it might actually help you to sleep faster because your body temperature will be lowered and help to induce sleep.